Welcome everyone to the Optimal Performance Podcast. My name is Sean McCormick. I'm a life coach, performance coach, wellness entrepreneur, and it's my pleasure to bring to you every single week the world's leaders in the field of performance so that you can live your life at its most optimal level. Plus, cutting edge ideas so that you can stay ahead of the curve in an ever-changing world. Let's dig right in. Oh, what's up? Welcome or welcome back to another episode of the Optimal Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Sean McCormick. Today's episode is brought to you by Inside Tracker. We all want to live a more optimal life. We want to be happier and healthier, but we do not know where to start. That's where Inside Tracker comes in. You know, you're seeking and you're striving to do all the right things by your body to give your body more energy, better sleep, healthy immune system, or to improve personal performance. You want to be able to continue to do the things that you love for the rest of your life, but it's confusing. There's a barrage of biased, misleading, impersonal information that creates doubt. You see, that's where Inside Tracker comes in. Here's what Inside Tracker does for you a clear picture of what your body looks like on the inside, a clear measure of whether your diet or exercise choices are helping or hurting, and then a clear idea of who or what to trust when it comes to health, wellness, and performance guidance. You see, Inside Tracker is a really simple process. You go into a local clinic, you take it to do a blood draw, you send it into them, they run your blood and they give you very specific advice over time for you to make improvements in your life. It's really that simple. Go to insidetracker.com forward slash optimal. And once you're there, you're going to go get your blood tested. You're going to tell Inside Tracker about yourself. You're going to get analysis and recommendations that are specific to you. Then you can spring into action and track your progress over time. This is the future of health. This really is the future of customized health and performance optimization. So don't miss out on this amazing, amazing offer. Get the 25% off insidetracker.com forward slash optimal. On today's episode, we're joined by Dr. Christine Roche. This is her second appearance. In her first appearance, she blew our minds. This was actually the first uh, episode that I ever recorded of the OPP. This is episode 155. It was entitled Leaky Gut, Leaky Brain, and it is still one of the most popular episodes that we've done. And so I had to have her back because she found out a bunch of new stuff about the connection between our gut health and our lung health, our gut health and our immune systems, our gut health and our brain functioning. Um, In this episode, we talk a little bit about how long COVID um, can be treated, can be lessened, and the symptoms diminished with protocols around strengthening the gut, including some ivermectin and an iodine mouth rinse. We also talked about the direct impact of gut health with fighting diseases and viruses overall. Um, She shares a couple of really cool studies with us about uh, the connection between the gut and the immune system, which are kind of amazing. And she is, um, she's at the cutting edge of this stuff. And so she knows so many different names of these different little bugs in our gut, what they do, what role do they play, how do they connect to other functions inside the body. Um, We talk about the role of functional medicine and its relationship with conventional medicine. We talk about the overwhelming data that shows the connection between the gut and the lungs. And so um, for those of you who are um, very conscious of COVID, who are trying to do things to boost your lungs, think about your gut first. We talk about the links between vaccines and leaky gut. We talk about the Digestive Health Center protocol for custom probiotic prescription. She's got a really awesome offer. Uh, it's a 50 it's a 50% off if you go to digestivehealth.center. It's 50% off for a, a gut health 
um, test where you can actually understand what's going on in your gut. Um, and then you can have a consultation with Christine directly uh, to go through it and talk about some changes that you can make. She also has a what apparently is like the most cutting edge um, tests uh, possible out there, which is called a GI360, which looks at all the different aspects of your gut health, um, your entire your entire GI tract, and uh, it uses SpectraCell. It's she's like this is there's nothing that's ever been quite like this. So um, take her up on her offer. Go to digestive health digestive health center and enjoy this incredible episode. You know um, I know we've been talking about leaky gut sort of off and on. And there's a good reason for it. We've been talking about gut health because it, it affects everything. This is one of those um, meta hacks that uh, that really makes a major difference in how you live your life optimally. So I, I know you're going to really enjoy this episode. Um, just a few things before we dive into the episode. Um, we do. I host a clubhouse with uh, my friend Theo uh, and a couple of other really really cool people uh, every Thursday morning. If you have an iPhone and you're on Clubhouse, go Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Uh, we talk about biohacking. You can just find me. It's the same green emblem uh, logo that I use for optimal performance. Um, and then also, uh, I've updated the website. So if you go to seanmccormick.com, you can see all my coaching stuff, um, but also you can get direct access to uh, the website, um, the episodes of the podcast in an archive form, which is really kind of handy. And then also coming soon, I will update all of the store. So all of the discounts for all these amazing products, sponsors, and people that I just really love, um, check it out there. So uh, you can also find me on Instagram at McCormick. And <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, which I say that every time, Dr. Christine Roche. And we're here with Christine Roche. She's the founder of the Digestive Health Center. She's an author. She's a pioneer in the connection to the micro, uh, gut microbiome and brain health. Christine, welcome back to the Optimal Performance Podcast. Thank you. It's a great pleasure to be here again. Yeah. it's uh, It's been quite some time, and and it sounds like since, since our last conversation, I mean, obviously the world is a different place, but uh, I'd like to start with um, – Maybe just sort of a greater overview of your experience in this field, the work that you've done, the work at Stanford, just to give everybody a context for, for who you are and the work you do. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I started out, Sean, working at Stanford Medical Center in, in primary care. I was also working in cardiovascular surgery. And as I was doing that, interviewing thousands of patients in terms of specific care around their gut, their health, you know, their brain. Uh, what we found is most people were really looking for a new way of working with physicians. They, they no longer wanted to just take a medication to cover up the symptoms. They were very dissatisfied. And this then started a course that Dr. Fox and I taught around starting to investigate some of the root cause issues of why people are having the symptoms they are. So I was actually led from Stanford then from teaching courses for the faculty and staff back into a, a, a clinic, an integrative clinic in Palo Alto, California for 12 years with where we worked specifically on functional medicine, how to bring it out, what it is, you know, the root cause. And, and when you think of a tree, standard medicine does a great job in repairing broken bones, in doing surgery, in climbing up the ladder. The doctor climbs up the ladder and squirts a leaf. 
you know, one leaf of the tree. So what functional medicine does is simply expand and work hand in hand with primary care medicine, which is looking at, now let's look at the root, let's look at the trunk, the root, the complex system of nutrients, availability, absorption, elimination, digestion, you know, and how is inflammation working on the trees? In other words, you know, we're so, we were so, and medical school people, as you know, primarily teach the different organ systems. So we're working on the root cause of the symptoms and also integrating the different organs of the body and how they all are one is everything is affecting everything else so we actually found that lo and behold the lungs are connected to the gut Mm. the mouth is connected to the gut and you know so it's really helpful when both fields conventional medicine with all the great tools and technology works together with functional medicine which is now my specialty i've been working for 20 years with physicians in europe and the united states on the latest research and integrating cutting-edge protocols for lasting changes especially gut health and brain health yeah it seems to me that that even in the last couple of years there has been a general cultural shift that that people are now beginning to understand the importance of gut health uh, and and the implications that gut health has on so many uh, different issues. You know, in, in a in a recent episode, uh, we were talking about leaky gut and and the problems that that leaky gut um, ha- uh, create for people. And uh, it was uh, Brad Kearns um, who works with Mark Sisson and the Primal Blueprint, and he was saying that if you are a if you are a type a sort of go getter type of person there's a very very strong likelihood that you will experience leaky gut uh, in your lifetime and you know for me how dealing with it right now and i think a lot of people uh, are either going to deal with it have to face it in the in the short term it's just it, it's pervasive isn't it Yes, it is. Uh, I work with patients every day in our digestive health center. We work virtually right now uh, with people who have, you know, autoimmune disorders. And so what we've been doing is studying in detail about vaccines and autoimmune disorders, which is now, you know, the current topic. Is it safe for our patients to get a vaccine? And the answer is, you know, that leaky gut leads to the body being in a position where you're actually attacking your own organs, as you know. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, you know, if the junctions, if the tight junctions get worn down by stress, by pharmaceuticals, by the environmental toxins, you know, by air pollution, and most importantly, by antibiotics and so many factors that we now have, we now have tens of thousands of new chemicals. And one of those exactly is actually glyphosates and Roundup which tends up to wear down the junctions of the gut and and then lead to that exposure of virus, you know, bacteria, fungus entering the bloodstream, the body mounting an immune response. And then what happens is that at that point, you know, various site organs of the body become targets of autoimmune reactions, very, very major. And this very, what you're bringing up actually uh, with the U.S. being, you know, the largest, um, have the largest deaths globally, they're leading, we're leading, um, is related to exactly what you're bringing up with COVID. Yeah, yeah, I definitely want to get into, I know that there's a there's a lot of research uh, now showing the, the connection between the gut and the immune system uh, and, and, and COVID. So I definitely want to get into that. I, I think it would be really great to 
to just since we already mentioned leaky gut, can you explain specifically like what happens? Uh, is it is it actually leaking through? Can you sort of describe physically what that what that looks like? Well, if you imagine a mesh, a net, you know, like a sieve, for example, when you're cooking. And so what it is, is that what happens is imagine your sieve starts to open and open and open gradually more and more, right? So what happens is that, that all this, the things that you were keeping out are now moving through the sieve really mm. easily. So it's easiest to see it as a net, a barrier that protects us in many ways. And what happens is when those tight junctions that are normally meant to be very tight, you know, like this, start to leak, there's more and more of an opening. The junctions give way to molecules passing through that should not pass through into the bloodstream. Mm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's pretty gross. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking about it, yeah, it's yes. it, yeah. I, I mean, the the fact that that we all should be really concerned and focused on gut health, um, and, and sometimes you know, kefir and kimchi is not sufficient. You know, it's, um, you know, we 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 all have glyphosate now in our systems, even if you've you know eaten organically for a really long time. Um, but it seems to me that getting a hold of what's going on in your gut, you know, with proper testing and to understand how you can eat for better gut health, how you can supplement for better gut health, how you can reduce, you know, uh, environmental stressors and externals. This is the type of uh, thing that improves everything, right? It's like sleep, sleep. We all know we don't need to talk about how important sleep is. But sleep, breathing, like gut health to me seems like it's it's it should be one of the top couple of things that we can are concerned about when taking control of our own health. Isn't that right? Yes, it is. And, you know, one of my concerns for the listeners, too, is that please speak to your physicians and speak to your legislators, because reviewing the current journal of primary care, you know, when we're talking about the vaccines, for example, and which are so life saving and tremendous, I'm all for people getting what they need in that area. However, primary, you know, that the medical schools are slowly shifting now to start to teach what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. So in other words, before that, when my patients would go to their physician, they would just say, well, you know, this has nothing to do with your lungs, your gut. And so there was a feeling of all the organs are separate. So it is shifting. And there's many functional medicine physicians who are coming out now that are changing it. However, the core is we need to bring this into also the legislative areas, which I'll just say briefly, when I checked out that Journal of Primary Care last week, they were just saying what's needed with the immunization is a gut immune boosting protocol, right? Mm. Because research actually just showed, John, that the immune system response to vaccines is altered by how the gut is, the health of the gut. And that was incredible because we're all thinking, hey, I'll get a shot and that's it, right? I can go back to my Big Macs and whatever I want to eat. And so the reality is that the new data, especially from China, shows that if you have a dysbiotic gut, 
you are going to not respond as well to the vaccine and the vaccine may not even protect you as well mm. if you're not paying attention to what you have just highlighted. So there's a huge shift now in medicine to start to bring that in. However, you know, the regulatory agencies are working more, of course, they, but they can't. The vaccines, what people aren't talking about is what we're going to say here is that your, your impact, how your vaccine responds is, is related to the health of your gut in your microbiome. Yeah, that, that puts it into perspective. And I think, you know, I think that we know now, especially listeners to this podcast, understand that when you have, you know, uh, gut health issues, when you have, when, you, when you're pre-diabetic, when you have, you know, glucose issues, when you're metabolically inflexible, that you are more at risk of, of um, harsher expressions of coronavirus and your symptoms um, um, indicate uh, that that if you're if you're not if your gut isn't healthy if you have low metabolic flexibility if you are pre diabetic then it's going to hit you harder and so that even makes even more of a more of a of a concern for those who whose diet is you know if you're eating Big Macs and you're hoping that the vaccine is going to actually help you that you've got to also do like a really drastic I mean drastic and specific protocol to improve your gut health so that the so that the vaccine can actually do what it's intended to do is that right yes that is one of the latest data that's coming out now showing how critical it is for people to eat that it actually it is the the food that you're eating in combination with the other factors that we're talking about that actually impacts and alters the microbiome so and you know there's lots of data that we'll be talking about specifically how probiotics enhance the immune response before during and after covid however one of the key factors is that we have one you know that the nation is basically the standard american diet is still in the majority of our nation mm. And so the processed food is what actually weakens the very thing that's going to affect your response to a vaccine and to COVID. Right. Well, let's then let's then back up a little bit, um, since this you know since you are the expert of experts uh, on the on the microbiome. What what is what is the what's a if you're explaining it to a third grader, how would you explain what the gut microbiome is? Well, to a third grader, I would say, you know, we have millions and billions of friendly bugs in your body that are going to help you tremendously to digest your food, what you're eating, how much is digested and absorbed depends on all these little creatures that are there. And not just how you absorb what you eat, but also how you manufacture vitamins and minerals that make you keep you strong, right? So vitamins, minerals. And also, it has to do with lowering the inflammation in the body. So it turns out that specific gut bacteria lower the microbiome. And you know, in my testing, I do thousands of tests. And what I see, it's interesting, over the last few months, the physician, I keep commenting back and forth, look at this. You know, this particular bacteria, the F. prausnitzi, is low in almost everyone. Mm. It's related very much to what you're eating. And that is the very thing that you need to get, boost your lung immunity and your gut immunity. So again, you know, what I would say is you're inhabited by hundreds of millions. I mean, it's interesting, 400 species of bacteria thrive. 
It's more than you're the cells of your body. Mm. Um, it's 150 times as many genes as you have. And this particular group is, is actually working together in your favor to help you lower your fire in the body, lower inflammation, you know, improve digestion, absorption, elimination, and you cannot process and digest your food and make your vitamins without it. Mm. So, so it's critical that we pay attention to these wonderful, friendly creatures mm-hmm. in the gut. And, and, and we know now, right, that, that there are connections between the different uh, bugs in our gut and the functioning of different organs in our body, right? Like, yes, can you, exactly. walk, can you talk more specifically about that? Well, I'll give you an example. Um, They did a study on infants from birth to one year and found that when they gave the infants an intranasal probiotic, 30% less respiratory infections in the first year. And you know how many times we have in our culture, uh, we have so many young people that are being given. In my practice, they come in and I've gotten 10 doses of antibiotics over the last two years, right? One infection after the other. And what it has to do with what we do is we still just throw a drug, you know, we just climb up the ladder, doctor throws a drug at one leaf, and these these young people have severe gut dysbiosis, which is an overgrowth of bad bacteria. So so basically what happened in that infant studies, they then said, okay, what if, what if we do it with kids? So they gave the kids probiotics, they re-inoculated their gut, they did do stool testing and looked at what they were missing, how it looked, because you want to have a good picture, you want to have a map, right, not just throw probiotics at something. Increase of 50 to 75% reduction um, in particular colds and flus for that season, interferon levels went up and and actually suppressing the proteins that would would mediate virus replication. So it was actually interacting with those proteins to keep the virus lower. It's wow. incredible. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, let, let's talk a little bit about the 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 issues that affect gut health. Um, you know, okay. we we've already talked about glyphosate. We've talked about um, you know not not having the right mix of uh, of of beneficial bacteria, limiting you know harmful bacteria. Um, can you just give us sort of a wide view of of what what are the what are the most important issues that we're facing now when it pertains to gut health? Okay, so I'll give you an example. You know, I'm going to use an example from a Greek island, you know, from the um, people that lived to be over 100, you know, the people in those islands. Um, that I'll talk, just use a name of a child there, Nico. When he's born, he's born vaginally, so he gets all the good bacteria at birth. And also at that time, um, he is also welcomed, you know, by the whole community into a diet that's basically, you know, from the moment from the soil up, the soil is cultivated in a way that it contains the best microbes for the food that's grown there. So we start, of course, with the soil, with our own gardens, what we eat. Whereas in the U.S., Carolyn, girl born in in the Midwest, you know, she finds herself in a C-section situation. So even from birth, if you're a C-section, doesn't mean you're doomed for the rest of your life. It just means you started out already with a compromised microbiome, not receiving that important um, bacteria from your mom that start 
everybody out. And then Nico starts to live in a village where when he gets a sore throat, they use plants and herbs, whereas Carolyn gets an antibiotic mm. as soon as she can walk. She's being given antibiotic after antibiotic after antibiotic. Now, that is in our culture has unfortunately damaged the terrain so much that most of these kids that come in that we test have a barren microbiome. Mm. Only the bad bacteria is growing. It's like a garden that has weeds overgrowing. There's nothing left for the good bacteria to even take hold. So we have, you know, Nico growing up in a way with health, clean water, which is a key. Carolyn drinks tap water every day. So she's already getting very bad bacteria from the groundwater, you know, the Roundup. Uh, then everything she eats is, is non-organic. So what happens is her ba- parents buy the food that's loaded with chemicals. So she keeps getting, you know, infections and she keeps getting inflammation in different parts of her body and her doctor just keeps giving her. Eventually she gets Hashimoto's and she gets steroids and she gets, mm. you know, she, one woman had ulcerative colitis and she'd been on steroids for three years and she was just told you're going to be on them for the rest of your life. Mm. So we ended up, doing a complete gut healing program with her. And in 10 years later, she had healthy children. She is just traveling the world before COVID. But it has to do with, you know, in the centennial cultures, like where Nico is from in those cultures, he's already getting my, my cultured food as a child. So this is also very important that we have completely eradicated the use of the cultured food that is now gradually coming back in. So Carolyn has never even seen the yogurt she's getting has mm. so much sugar in it, the stomach acid just a lot doesn't allow it to go into the gut. Whereas Nico's getting cultured veggies when he can start to eat solid food that in addition repopulate his gut so that mm. he's really getting all everything he needs to boost his immunity. So when he gets an infection, he gets, you know, the herbs and very soon after that, the herbs or the honey, he starts, you know, getting well he has never even seen an antibiotic by the time he's 15 and so when you test these cultures in the in the blue zones what you see is that um, actually fermented foods such as kimchi fermented sauerkraut any kind of fermented cabbage veggie is part of their diet on a daily basis they have clean water their food is not denatured and they have a very strong tie as a culture you know, so it lowers their cortisol. Carolyn's cortisol, when, you know, she was first seen by a doctor, they, she was like inflamed, so inflamed already as a 20-year-old with the autoimmune disorder and with the high cortisol. So unfortunately, someone like Carolyn would then get COVID. And you can see it's not just the COVID virus. You know, we always talk in Europe about the terrain of the body. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the terrain of a garden. If the garden's full of weeds, how is that affecting the bugs that come in? So in the same way, Carolyn's terrain by the time she's 20 is so inflamed that any virus she gets, you've got the pneumonia right away. Yeah. Whereas Nico, Nico's terrain is so balanced and he's got the good players. He has plenty of the good players, like, you know, the different type of like the Prausnitzi, just to keep it simple, I'm not going to name the long names, <laughs> uh, is it gives him this rich diversity and abundance. So he's thriving. So if he starts getting a flu virus, maybe he'll have a low case of the flu or whatever. It's it's going to express differently in his body. Yeah. Wow. Uh, 
I mean, it's it's a dire picture that you paint, um, but it's 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 so true, right? And and I think every, anybody listening, you know, I think maybe it was this from from your first appearance and our first conversation together. I think you said something like, one round of antibiotics can affect you and and throw your gut health off for like six months, and that's if you have a really strong gut health already. And I think that you mentioned that that like that two weeks or two rounds of, of an antibiotic protocol for whatever, an, an infection or, or a cold or a virus or something like that can, can screw up your gut microbiome for years. Is that, is that true? Uh, well, it, it, you know, now we have a new technology, which is very exciting because at our center, we've pioneered the use of customized strains during antibiotic therapy. So this is a mm. brand new field that where people are being inoculated while they're taking the antibiotic with strains that hopefully minimize the damage. So now it's more of a quicker recovery. The average person though for six months has to take specific customized strains to then prevent that damage you know, from, from going further and also knowing that most antibiotics cause permeability. Just like, you know, I mean, I think also you need to look at the GMOs yeah. You know, in the last few years, the genetically modified organisms that have, you know, come into the diet and significantly alter the microbiome. And then, you know, of course, all the the sugar, you know, the average American eating, you know, 100 pounds of sugar a year and sugar actually interacts with the biome in a negative way. You know, just refined sugar. I'm not talking about fruit, which yeah. is also you know, it's a simple carb. So yeah, simple carbs. another yeah. reason, another reason to quit sugar, right? And, and just in case you needed another reason to quit sugar, it's that it's messing with your, your balance in, in your gut. You know, it's, 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 uh, it's, cl it's clear to me that there is a, I mean, this is a, what, two generation sort of issue, right? Like my, likely my great grandparents, uh, because of the lack of uh, exposure to glyphosate uh, and and chemicals and foods and highly processed foods and so forth and, and monocropping and monoculture, uh, th this is a relatively new problem, right? Is 100 years, 50 years? I would say 100 years uh, in that time, but especially the last 10 years, it, it has been the amount of Roundup used and also still allowed, you know, mm. uh, the European Union will not allow the genetically modified food, whereas we allow that to be in our food supply has actually increased substantially over the last three years so that we have a climbing you know, people are eating things, even in restaurant food, even in organic food, there are traces of Roundup. It turns out, for example, all grains have a hefty dose of Roundup if they're non-organic. So we would have people bring in a bar, right? Hey, I love my bar. It's got whole grains. I love my granola. Well, it turns out all bread contains Roundup except the certified organic. And that even has a trace of Roundup. Mm. Oh my gosh. How does that happen? Is that from bees, you know, sort of cross-pollinating or something like that? How is it that a certified organic bread would well, have... Well, it's seeped into our water supply, mm, right. you see, in the air. So it falls from the sky with the rain onto the crops. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Well, let's dive into gut health and, and immunity. I mean, everybody, everybody right now is, is concerned with boosting immunity and, and the, the narratives that we, that we've been hearing over the course of the last year or so, I can't believe it's been a year already 
is is you know you should have plenty of vitamin D. You know, there's there's this connection to vitamin D, and that um, that it's important that we you know um, increase that to uh, increase our uh, immune system. Um, so walk us through. So I think people kind of know that I should have lots of vitamin D, fresh air, um, you know, vegetables. But walk us through the specific connection between uh, the gut and the immune system. Yes. So I want, in order to do that, I want to give you some background about the gut-lung connection. Um, the research, which is, by the way, all posted on our website and we can send it to you as well, demonstrates a strong connection between the gut flora and protection of the lungs from viruses. So the, the uh, specific gut bacteria, the beneficial shield the mucosa in the lungs and boost immune function, actually prevent the replication of viruses, which is very recently found. Mm. Um, and flu and viral illnesses, as I mentioned, were reduced by about 75% in the college student and adult studies when they gave specific species of bacteria over a consistent time, like three months, you know, six months. Um, and so the important thing is about the immune system, there's a gastroenterologist, Dr. Deshi, has says that the healthy gut bacteria promotes the functioning of T cells to fight invaders, to identify them and kill them. So the bad bacteria, what's called dysbiotic bacteria and yeast in the gut lowers your overall secretory IgA, which is your gut immune score. And so you're no longer able to fight off the bacteria, viruses and fungi when you have leaky gut and also when your secretory IgA, which is the marker of the gut immune system is, is compromised. And it's compromised, you know, by many of the things that we've talked about. So what I want to talk about, see what happens is that um, the, the probiotics and also the healthy microbiome, the combination of all of these beneficial bacteria that are working together actually increases the functioning of the mucosal barrier. And so it modulates the immune response. So what people often don't realize is it improves uh, the epithelial barrier integrity, but also regulates the inflammation response. And you know what's most important is they've now shown a connection between actually mediating tumor cells. And so mm. in other words, that actually the microbiome will affect the immunity, but also inflammation, any tumors that are developing for some reason, even benign tumors are fact modulated by the microbiome. So, um, so what we have found, I've done some studies, um, you know, obviously we do a lot of coaching on that in how to improve, the, determine, you know, the level of which bacteria you need to have in your gut, you know, what, what probiotics you need and so on. But I think the most important thing, what we looked at with the top immune boosting foods, I want to give you a couple of them. Yeah is garlic is a top immune boosting food because it's antibacterial and antimicrobial it fights infections obviously vitamin c and we recommend as a prevention protocol for all viruses including covid at least three to four grams a day in divided doses and not all products are created equal we know sure. that so yeah. we're looking at a ph balanced vitamin c rather than just ascorbic acid uh, that's why in our clinic, when people get IV vitamin C at the onset of a viral illness, 
they recover much more quickly because mm. all the nutrients go right into the body. So it's, you know, it's the D3, which people know about. It's the vitamin C, the bioflavonoids. So we make sure people get that, equivalent to the rinds of oranges, bioflavonoids. Um, quercetin is what we use quite a bit as supplement. Ginger, you know, decreases the inflammation. And, you know, people think, oh, something simple as a vegetable broth with lots of dark leafy greens. It turns out that if you have lots of greens, it boosts the health of the microbiome around mm. the community. So, you know, broths, you know, lots of greens, um, cultured yogurt where people do coconut yogurt, you know, our favorite coconut cult yogurt, which doesn't have any sugar in it, one of the few that doesn't have sugar, really boosts that, you know, secretory IgA. Before the meals, we recommend people have kimchi and sauerkraut, cultured cabbages. Before the meals? Before the meal. So this is very important. It's like when you think of the soil, um, you know, culturing the soil, making sure it's, it's able to hold the really rich plants. You want to culture uh, before you eat your meal. You want to introduce those particular cultured foods. Like a tablespoon of sauerkraut goes a long way. It's like an apple a day. You know, have a tablespoon sauerkraut or whatever you want, ideally twice a day, will go a long way towards allowing your probiotics to take hold. Because people could go to the health food store and just buy all these different things, think, oh, I'm helping myself. I read this here, I read this there. We found it doesn't take hold in the stool testing. We see it does not take hold unless you cultivate the soil. Uh, also, when we're talking about, um, you know, food choices and dietary choices, because obviously, you know, starting there is, is low hanging fruit, you, you know, uh, yeah, exactly. what sort of foods do you put in your fridge? What sort of foods do you have in your pantry? What do you put in your mouth? Um, uh, I, I, I am aware of the fact that not drinking water while you eat, uh, in, increases the, your saliva. And, and, and so it's been something that I've been sort of focusing on too. Can you speak to, it's okay if you don't have an opinion on it, but, um, not obviously not drinking cold water, but maybe not drinking any water at all while you're eating your meals. Yes. I, I'm glad you brought this up because the digestive enzymes are critical for the health of the microbiome. So for example, over the age of 50, in our studies, hydrochloric acid, which is necessary to break down protein, decreased by 70% in a lot of patients. So we had to make sure we recommended they take apple cider vinegar before they eat meat because those meat eaters really need that to break that down mm. into the, you know, be able to absorb the meat that they're eating. So absolutely, I don't recommend water with food. I feel like being dehydrated is another risk factor, which means drinking it between meals is great in whatever form. And of course, the quality of water, we have a whole counseling program on what kind of water. But I think the key is that uh, when you drink water with your meals, you start to dilute your digestive enzymes. You start to make it less likely for you to really have optimal absorption hmm. with your food. And then, you know, they have, um, so I don't recommend drinking it with the meals, diluting the enzymes, have your apple cider vinegar before, take your HCL, you know, if the gut test shows, which the testing will show whether you need additional, you know, hydrochloric acid to help you. Yeah. I, well, let, let walk us through what you do at the Digestive Health Center, because I think, uh, I think, you know, knowing, having, you know, being empowered 
through knowledge, you know, knowing that we've that we've got these cooties in our gut is is a good thing. But oftentimes, people are just like, I just don't know what to do. Okay, I can start eating, you know, um, sugar-free yogurt, and I can start eating sauerkraut with every meal. But what you guys do specifically so well is is create a a specific protocol for the person's gut. Can you walk us through all the things that you do at the Digestive Health Center? Before we get her answer on that, one quick thank you to one of our sponsors and then right back into the episode. This episode is also brought to you by Belcampo. Belcampo is the best tasting, most nutritious, most earth-friendly meat you can possibly get. It's certainly North America and likely the world. You know, there's a, a lot of us just eat really crappy meat, like meat from Safeway, Albertsons, Winco, Walmart. It just does not cut it anymore. It's just it, your body that you put so much time and thought into has to have the highest quality meat. And that's what Belcampo does. They're the pioneers of hyper-sustainable, organic, grass-fed, and finished certified humane meats, broths, and jerkies, and snacks. I mean, I'm telling you, this is the best meat that I've ever had in my life. This weekend, I went over to my buddy's house, and uh, he's got a Traeger grill, a smoker. So we took uh, one of the briskets from Belcampo, and uh, I did a brine on it, and then we cooked it for like nine and a half hours over smoke. It was the absolute, it was the, the smoke ring was like half an inch. It was insane. It's the it's the highest quality meat, and and especially if you're a uh, if you have a family, you want to make sure that your your family is eating the best possible meat and meat that's raised in a regenerative way. It's really really important that you're not eating meat from feedlots or meat that has been plumped up or finished with a bunch of grain or a bunch of corn that's gonna like make the fat sort of toxic and gross. You have to be choosy. You want to have the best possible meat. So go to bellcampo.com and use the code optimal performance for 20% off. It will be delivered right to your door. It's ready to go. It's bone broths and bones and suet and bacon and sausage, just everything that you can possibly think of. It's the best. Again, go to bellcampo.com and use the code optimal performance for 20% off. You're going to thank me later. Okay, back to the episode. Yes. Um, so the first step is, you know, anyone that contacts us, we speak to them first on Skype, Zoom, however we talk with them. And we do a very thorough intake appointment. They fill out a form and we really look at what's going on, not just in the gut, but the lungs, you know, the whole body um, and what their concerns are. Because so many people come with autoimmunity that say, gosh, I've worked with five doctors, right? So the average person in the last year that has come has had about three physicians who've not been able to help them. Mm. And I have two physicians on staff at my center, two medical doctors. I have other consultants I work with for very difficult cases. An example is, you know, a father called us or a woman who in her 20s who had um, severe ulcerative colitis. And she had been to many doctors. She was on steroids, on five different meds. It was not helping her. She was just feeling so bad she could not leave her house. She couldn't had diarrhea all day long, and she was unable to do her job or her school. Um, so the first thing that we do at Digestive Health Center, we're not guessing, you know, what we always say, why guess when you can test, right? So we did a thorough intake with her, and then we gave her what's so exciting now, Sean, is the GI360, which people will see on my website, is the latest state-of-the-art PCR DNA gut testing. Now, when you knew me, we were still using multi-tough and microscopic, right? Uh -huh. And so what's so exciting now is we got good results, we got accurate results. 
Now with the PCR DNA, we're identifying a hundred times more particular dysbiotic bacteria that we couldn't see before at that level. We are showing a dysbiosis score of one to five, five being the most inflammatory. We're out of the 25 different phylas of millions of species. We're taking those and showing with each of the phylas how a person rates. We are looking at inflammation more than ever. We're looking at CIG-A, at all the short-chain fatty acids. We're obviously seeing whether a person's headed towards colon cancer. The physicians have said, wow, you know, we see this years before, not just at the time they do a scope. We've had patients who've actually done a scope with nothing found, and they went with us for a while, and then they went again based on our gut test, and their scope showed that they had very, very early lesions. So the test is invaluable annually for all of our patients to do this, whether they feel great or whether they're very ill. So I want to clarify, we're not just working with ill people, we're working mm-hmm. with athletes and healthy people who say, wait a minute, I don't want to get COVID, right? So I want to know what to do. Um, and so, so this woman... Um, uh, I'll call her Carol, um, ended up saying to us, you know, I've been to, I'm taking every drug, I'm doing everything, what can help? So we did, you know, after doing the intake, we took her through the GI 360. And sure enough, you know, her calprotectin, her lactoferrin, her liposome were off the chart. It was like a 10 out of 10. Mm. She was so inflamed. And, you know, in standard medicine, what we do in a, in a medical practice that's based on conventional medical school is that people will get, you know, a specific swap to see if they have advanced disease already. Do you have colon cancer? Or the scope might show, yes, you have ulcerative colitis. But then we, the drug she got had weakened her so much. Mm. It was very serious. Uh, she could no longer absorb anything. She was, you know, in a state of extreme despair and this depletion. So... We looked at her test. Not only did we see the inflammation levels, we also saw exactly what was going on, right, in her dysbiosis, what she needed, what she didn't have. That's why I don't recommend one-size-fits-all probiotics always because we looked at, yeah, she has a lot of bifido, but she does zero on these. Or she's missing. She had the ulcerative colitis, um, inflammatory, you know, species. There's hundreds of phyla that we saw. And so then the next step was she was dedicated. She said, I want to get my life back. I want to get married. I want to go back to school. So what happened is within three months of following the plan, going from the standard American diet to eating the foods that we're going to talk about, you know, basically cut out all sugars, cut out the gluten. She was eating gluten every day. Her doctor said it doesn't matter. Her, her doctor kept saying it doesn't matter what you eat. See, so this is why I do this. I've been working in this field for 25 years, and I'm doing more work than ever with the physicians now because we get patients every week that say the physician says you can eat what you want. These people are getting sicker and sicker by the day. Mm. So she was in despair. She was eating gluten, dairy, all the things, and diarrhea would not stop. She couldn't even leave her kitchen, her bathroom, you know. Oh, man. So so what happened is within three months of basically, we did the testing, we did blood testing, we did all the tests, blood, saliva, you know, leaky gut, everything. We started 
doing customized protocols. She was still on some of the meds. We worked with her MDs. Very important for people to know we work with any physician. We really want to honor the protocols you're on. However, the exciting news is that now six months later, within three months, I mean, the diarrhea actually already stopped with such a severe case. Within eight weeks, the diarrhea stopped. And then, you know, three months, she started absorbing her nutrients. We just retested mm. her calcoprotectin and lactoferrin is normal. Mm. She has reversed in six months the inflammatory bowel disease markers. Wow. She's, she started school. She's starting work. She's wants to, she's so excited with her father. She wants to actually speak to her local community about this. Wow. She says she is feeling like what she's eating now is being absorbed. Of course, it's going to take another year. You know, it's not like it's instant. In six months, her markers are normal. Wow. And got all the tests, three sets of tests. Her blood tests improve. And we see this with inflammatory bowel disease, ulcerative colitis in the young people. The meds are useful. I'm not against the meds at all. It's just they've been on the meds for so long and the diarrhea would not stop and yeah. she could not function. And now she's a young woman who's, she's like, she's like so thrilled. She's speaking all over the place. She says, mm. I've my life back. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. So, yeah. So for, for a gal like her who was experiencing diarrhea kind of all the time, um, you know, for some other folks that don't aren't so afflicted, yeah. what are some other uh, expressions of an unhealthy gut? Because if if you may not know, you may you may have some real serious problems going on, but you may not know it. Uh, and if you're not, you know, taking trips to the bathroom five, six, seven, eight times a day, then you might not, it might not be obvious to you. So, Absolutely. so what yes. are, what are some other symptoms that might suggest that you have some serious gut issues? Yes. So we, we have a large population of people, Sean, who come in and say, I'm feeling okay, but I can't focus at work. I've got this patch of red rash somewhere, you know, it's not bothering me. So I'm not even looking at it, you know, very much. I feel like I have brain fog and I have fatigue. A lot of these people that come in are so fatigued and they say, you know, something's wrong. My energy isn't good. And then there's some people that have come and said, like you said, hey, I'm, a, I'm an athlete. I feel great. But I know something's wrong because I just got constipated more. I'm just not feeling that good. And then, you know, the healthiest people we had, they actually came in for a screen, right? They work at a corporation and just said, hey, I just want to do my best job. They had three dysbiotic bacteria in their gut that were growing that they didn't know about that was would contribute later on mm. to vulnerability, infection. So I would say it's just oftentimes a low-grade allergy. Sometimes it's not even any symptoms except fatigue. Or I'm not myself, I don't feel like myself. However, what's so exciting is that even people, people come to us once a year and say, oh, it's great to see you, I feel fantastic, but I wanna know what my bacteria looks like because I don't wanna keep throwing stuff, supplements at it. So we actually at Digestive Health Center evaluate all your supplements, not just your probiotics. We do blood testing to see how the, the in your white cells of your body, how your supplements and your nutrients absorb. Mm. So we see exactly if what you're taking is just expensive urine or if you actually can look at 
do I want to adjust and maybe take two or three things that really work for me, right? Yeah. So we actually do spectrocell, intracellular nutrient testing. We do, you know, 10 different tests, but we look at how is your body functioning even though you feel great? Maybe there's nothing, you know, people say maybe nothing is going on. I'm eating, you know, five bars of sugar a day. I feel fine. <laughs> is there something going on, right? You know, it's like, oh, I just had another, you know, one person said, you know what? I didn't even see that there was sucralose in my drink. I drink like five of these a day and I'm at work and I feel fine. But I thought maybe you could look at it and see if there's anything I'm doing that's off. Yeah. Wow. You know? Yeah, yeah, I, I think that we all fall upon a spectrum of self-awareness and some some people have really great interoception and they realize that oh something's not something's not right, I'm not sleeping well or I'm overly anxious or I'm overly stressed. And I think oftentimes, especially I think people, you know, who who listen to this to this very podcast compensate in other ways, you know. Uh, they will they will ignore an issue. I I'm guilty of this and I know that a lot of people are is that they'll compensate in other ways. They'll either take other supplements or increase their caffeine uh, intake. They'll, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, um, self-medicate to, to try to reduce stress by drinking alcohol or, you know, CBD or cannabis or whatever. And what they're doing is they're sort of prolonging that, that, that greater issue down the road and, uh, and creating more, more problems. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am so aware of there this is going to touch all of us, you know, and, and and it's such a tricky thing because we can't see inside of our gut. Yes. You know, we don't if we don't have these external expressions of things that are going on inside of us, you know, a little bit of brain fog can be, you know, sort of mitigated by a cup of coffee, you know, a little skin rash uh, can be mitigated by you know a salve or a topical, but like you said, the 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 metaphor of the tree, you got to figure out what's going on in the roots, to so that we know what's going on with the leaves when we when we have those expressions of it. Um, I want to go into a, a little bit more deeper into the gut microbiome and the expression of the coronavirus because I know that there is that there's some research uh, that you that you are on top of, and and just as a side note. Um, I was, uh, a, a new friend and I, uh, she, she was, she was talking about how she was having a lot of gut health issues and she was considering like a fecal transplant. And, uh, I said, uh, you know, before, before we go down that route, uh, why don't you connect with, uh, with Christine? And so she called you and connected with you and she was blown away by your level of knowledge and understanding. I, d I just sort of as a preamble that you are Christine at the at the real at the cutting edge of of this technology and and creating protocols for people so when everyone is listening when Christine talks about the research listen closely because she knows her stuff so i just had to had to preamble that so go ahead yeah. i just wanted to mention also Sean that you know, because you brought it up, besides the sugar reducing immunity by 80%, it turns out that caffeine changes the cortisol levels and high cortisol alters the gut. Mm -hmm. And so now it's actually alcohol in the COVID era. It turns out that alcohol alters the gut microbiome. 
So it doesn't mean, you know, people in, in the Mediterranean countries that thrive so well can't have, you know, they have their glass every night. But it's more that in the U.S., given how we're eating and how our bodies are in general with the population, the issues that alcohol has been shown in the studies recently to disrupt the gut microbiome. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to mention that. Unf unfortunate um, news for some of us that enjoy a glass of wine, you know, from time to, from time, to time. And again, from time to time is fine. Yeah, what right, I right. tell the listeners, see, it's it, when those patients came to us, the doctor I worked with, you know, he said, well, wait a minute, they're doing this every single night, seven nights a week, right? That's when it altered it. Mm -hmm. It's the same with caffeine. I mean, if you have wine once a week, celebrate, you know, enjoy. It's the amount. So I just want to make sure we're not trying to take people off of their favorite yeah. things, believe me. So, uh, so again, yes, I have just been in the most incredible process here with some of the leading doctors in Europe and the US that shows how the coronavirus alters the microbiome. It is, it is dramatic. So mm -hmm. the studies show in 90% of hospitalized people in studies in China and Italy, large studies showing that the people that are hospitalized that have a have the grade of severity the worse the severity of the disease, the lower the richness and diversity of the microbiome. So in other words, what they found is not just as a precursor, but what happens with COVID is COVID alters your microbiome in a profound way. Mm. And so uh, basically all of the good bacteria can, can, that you've got is replaced with, with the bad, you know, really dysbiotic bacteria that then also colonizes into the lungs. That's why now it's imperative for people to look at their gut, preferably test it and see what's the species, you know, what's the interrelationship of my 24 phyla and my dysbiosis because the studies show in every culture in the world and also especially with the, with the studies in Italy, the relationship, the lung my, microbes are affected that the bad bacteria during COVID then travels from the gut into the lungs. So if you're starting out very healthy with a robust microbiome, those people had a lower grade of severity. Those people that start out with some dysbiosis got much more of that and then it became so severe that the, the inflammation of the lungs was fueled by that. Um, the other is that the fungi overgrows. It's really, really incredible that three op opportunistic bacteria, Candida albicans, uh, also Aspergillus flavus, and Candida aureus produces invasive resistant yeast. It's incredible. It's mm. almost like, you know how when a tree is slowly dying, how all the fungus, you can start to see it on the tree. Yeah. Well, it turns out that when people are infected with COVID, if they start out with a lower, less robust, let's say a dysbiotic microbiome, there's no chance, right? The lungs are already immediately that dysbiotic bacteria overgrows, the yeast and fungi, the lungs get affected. It's very severe. The people that have a healthy microbiome and the most exciting research is when they inoculated in the studies, thousands of people, they found that when they were inoculated, with good bacteria during their COVID that lo and behold, it started to progress more gradually. Mm. So the progression is affected. So, and, and the important things for the listeners to know is that 
Candida albicans, Candida aureus, and Aspergillus flavus produce toxic byproducts. So not only are you getting this overgrowth of fungus that starts to populate your lungs and your body, it's that those toxic byproducts um, cause very severe effects on the nervous system and the immune system. So they basically paralyze the body. So in other words, um, when people got the right probiotics during COVID and these studies that they've done oftentimes in Europe and China, so again, a mandate for the U.S. to start, you know, making it available to the uh, people, not only the D3, but the availability of probiotics would actually turn this down a little bit. It was incredible. I mean, mm -hmm. the level, if you can imagine a person who's got a poor dysbiosis, right now we've talked about mainly, um, you know, the uh, comorbidities. We've talked about, you know, as you did, insulin resistance, diabetes, hypertension. It turns out what needs to be added to the comorbidities is a depressed CIGA in the immune system and most important comorbidity low beneficial flora, mm. low life-producing flora, dysbiosis, just that simple word could be added to the comorbidities. Wow. That would change the country. Because what I would like to see is every CVS give people a D3 test. We do the in-home D3 testing. We ship it to people. We send them the D3 in a bioavailable under-the-tongue form. As D3 is one of the biggest defenses against COVID and, you know, a lot of other factors. And if you have a D3 score of 30, your GP will say, oh, you're just fine. You don't need any more D3. But in medical school, 30 to 40. In functional medicine, the range is 60 to 80. Mm. So the physicians in my center want to see the D3 at 80. And yeah. they will boost people with that. What the sad part is, again, is that the, we need to have at the legislative level, the government, when they put all these great, you know, put out the money, put out whatever, to put out into every pharmacy, that here's a D3 test, take this test, and here's your remedy. Make sure your level's at 60. If the population were at 60, the leading docs I interviewed all over the world say this would go a long way towards what's been happening as a preventative this is the same thing. People need to understand that these this overgrowth, because they, they are so depleted of the beneficial flora due to the things we talked about earlier in the podcast, that at this point, the, the mold overgrows to a, the fact that it causes significant damage in every organ of the body. Mm. And it's actually, they're saying now, if your D3 is high, 60 to 80, if your C is high and you get IVC at the earliest onset, which we do at our center, um, as soon as people come in or if they have this issue, if you flood the body with just simple things like D3 and it's high anyway, the expression of the disease is going to be different, very different in different people. I know, you know, it's a killer. I know it can has killed healthy people. But what we haven't looked at is what was underneath these people who were apparently appeared healthy. Mm. What was going on in their gut, in their bodies. And we have just been contributing in every way we can. We're actually serving the COVID community here. Mm. Uh, the long COVID, it turns out, is drastically affected by the health of the microbiome. Mm. Long COVID is significantly impacted by that.
Yeah, I'm going to be doing a, uh, a a two-part episode on long COVID with uh, with with a few folks that are really at the cutting edge of it. And and so if you wouldn't mind just describing just really briefly uh, what long what long COVID is. Well, the long COVID has to do with people after they recover. You know, there's different phases of the virus. You know, the first phase and the second phase is where if they have a cytokine storm, which many people do in various ways. And it turns out, by the way, that the data now shows that specific bacteria inhibit the cytokine storm. So I have that data now, and, and we can get it to you as far as, you know, which studies are showing that when you colonize the gut, you have to increase the, the, um, that the crosstalk between that. But long COVID is a collection of different symptoms um, because the, the virus migrates into the every organ of the body is impacted. And it depends on that person's state of the microbiome and how healthy they are, whether or not they're going to get the long COVID, which is a whole collection of symptoms. We have people that have been, you know, for months they have been ill with, various kinds of let's say it can go into the heart depending on what that person's weak place is you know they might have eye disorders they might have constant headaches so it's different for every person it's just a constellation of something that COVID goes on and on these people are never the same their mm. organs have been damaged mm. and this is why i was so excited to do this research because the study at umass actually shows that if you address the mouth microbiome, which travels into the gut and into the lungs with very specific protocols with iodine mouthwash in India. They kept saying, why is it that India with the poor living conditions has 10% of the rate of hospitalizations and death? Well, first of all, they're eating high levels of turmeric. They're not many of these people that they studied are not eating the standard American diet. Yeah. But most importantly, they're taking ivermectin, which my, my doctors, I won't go into it for the sake of time, but it's a drug that is, is very, works very well to lower the virus replication in the body at the beginning of COVID and as prevention. So the physicians I work with prescribe ivermectin, India, Africa, they took ivermectin, they made that free for the population and the diet, but most importantly is that when you look at these people, the mouth microbiome, these people were doing iodine mouthwash, hmm. thousands of people killing off this very bad bacteria that actually it, you know, migrated into the cells of the gut and into the whole body, hmm. and then what happened is when you do the iodine mouthwash, which we're now using here too in our practice, as a preventative and spraying, we have a nasal spray that the physician's developing with the mouthwash and with the ivermectin. We've got people who can't do vaccines because if you have autoimmune disorder, vaccines are recommended that you wait until you're, you know, the fire is calmer. Those people are doing ivermectin and the mouth and nose spray. And in the studies showed that the long COVID was prevented by using the, the, these particular tools. It's incredible. Wow. Wow. But the, the mouth, you know, because you've got the, the severe inflammation and the pulmonary aspergillus, you know, which is what grows in people. But if you, you work with the mouth microbiome before, you know, so we're looking at are we really so helpless? You know, when I was reading, you know, these hundreds of studies, I'm like, oh, my God, I, this is 
good news on some level. It's, you know, we feel so powerless. This virus comes along. Yes, it can kill us. What we're not talking about is how is the host? Right. Yes. And this is, yeah. Yes. That, that, that is, to me, that is the most frustrating part of this entire global issue is that we're not talking about the host. We're not talking about what each of us can do individually to boost our resilience, to boost our immunity, to, you know, make the lifestyle changes uh, that are so obvious and so clear to, to, to boost our, our, our resilience and protect ourselves from this. That's really fascinating. The, the ivermectin, the iodine mouthwash, uh, the iodine mouth rinse and and the connection between the mouth is it a microbiome or the mouth yes it's a microbiome it actually turns out that enterococcus fecali increases in the stool you know when when somebody first gets covid you do the stool samples you see this significant alteration immediately in the microbiome and every single week thereafter the worst bacteria start growing of mm. course if you give antibiotics which we haven't even talked about right at the NIH level at any government level no one's talking about the studies all over the world who are giving antibiotics uh, probiotics probiotics, probiotics. Sorry, to to um patients in the hospital and they're recovering mm. they're not having to go into these i read that i thought what's going on here we're not even talking about this you yeah. know and it turns out that uh, the bacteria is called enterococcus fecali and that increases sp exponentially in the stool and in the mouth at the university of massachusetts just said when the mouth is overgrown with that what happens is especially people have gum health issues the mouth is full of this if you're using specific antimicrobial mouthwashes that we're developing and working with colonizing the gut, even in the earliest stages of COVID, they're showing that lo and behold, you know, we don't have to move into the worst stages of COVID. Mm. I mean, these are international studies. Wow. I was really surprised. I kept looking, thinking, why are we not doing this here? What's yeah. going on? Except the UMass and, you know, MD um, Health is now, you know, uh, promoting it like he's got a, a show on where he says, oh, my God, in China, they're finding all this out, you know, with thousands of patients. So I think that this is a very important thing about the public health measures in the U.S. Yeah. that needs to be examined. Because, for example, bifida longum uh, 536, which we have on our website, and we're going to provide this for you, increases at Prausnitzi, which is an anti-inflammatory microbe that's present you know, in large amounts, that actually prevents allergies. So when we gave huh. the long gum with the quercetin, people who had allergies, severe allergies went down to almost nothing wow. after that. And the upper respiratory infections through gum, I mean, this performance bacteria that triggers Alzheimer's and periodontal, right? We're a culture that your dentist isn't going to tell you that right. you should do an iodine mouthwash or a nose spray to, to, you know, it makes so much sense. The nose and the mouth, right, move down into yeah. the microbiome, but we're not addressing it. Right. All we're doing is looking at, you know, what, what you know, we're, we're totally at the effect of pharmaceuticals. Uh, in this and the vaccine rather than saying, wait a minute, there's specific things you can do on a daily basis that will change your mouth microbiome, will change your gum health, 
will change how you're inflamed your lungs are and that therefore in change if you have the things handy and you take ivermectin most of our patients that had covid all levels even comorbidity that took ivermectin on day one with the other things i talked about surprisingly did not have to go into the hospital wow. they didn't have to go on a ventilator doesn't mean that some people won't but look at look at this whole picture of yeah. what we're not addressing the elephant in the room we're not what's going on that we don't kill the pathogenic bacteria you know change what happens with the organs and the lung inflammation yeah. wow wow yeah, this is big. This is really big. I mean, it, it, why do you think that it's so ignored by standard allopathic medicine? Why, 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 why is this not more widely known? Well, you know, I, I just attended three hours of the Institute of Functional Medicine, of whom I'm a member, talk on the vaccines and pre-vaccination protocols. Because we have a at our center, when you know, we work with people also in helping them how to get uh, their immune systems in the right place before they vaccinate. And the curriculum, what they were saying is. The curriculum in the medical schools needs to be changed. It's mm. currently written by the pharmaceuticals, so right. all medical school. But also, I think at the legislative level, you know, we're doing great stuff. I think it's wonderful what the leaders are doing. What every aspect of the institute they're saying, why is it that we've been pounding on the doors, you know, of the leaders? They've been doing that every year for the last 15 years to bring this concept that we're talking about in. Yeah. And um, yeah, well, hopefully it increases. I mean, what what is tell, tell me as we as we sort of go towards the, the well, is there anything that I before I start to to wind our conversation down? Was there anything that that I didn't ask that you definitely wanted to share? Let me just look at. Yes. Very important too. you know, people are so concerned about what do I eat? Right. How do I eat? And of course, we customize that. Um, it's really important to eat, you know, uh, the fiber right now to, to, because what happens is when you take probiotic, you have to have, it's like when you cultivate the, the plants, let's say you, you, you have a garden, you got to have the right soil, right? You make the rich soil diverse, you know, fortified with different bacteria. So what, what I suggest to people is that they eat 10 colors of veggies during the COVID season, not just a few colors. 10 colorful veggies, two to three cups a day minimum. Some physicians say five cups a day, polyphenols, flavonoids, black rice, purple foods. And we had so much fun because we had a cooking class when COVID first came and we showed them, you know, cooked mung beans, sprouted mung beans, by the way, is one of the best things for COVID, mm. black rice. So sprout your mung beans, you know, have purple cabbage, purple potatoes, anything that's purple in your diet. The black rice with the sprouted mung beans makes a big difference with the polyphenol and the inflammation response in the body. So here's some simple things that people can do. You know, eat prebiotics, asparagus, pistachio nuts have a lot of prebiotics in them. Get your fermented foods. But I think what people often don't know is, wow, if I eat the, you know, this particular part of the you know, if I do black rice with mung beans and purple foods, wow, I didn't realize that could make such a difference. Excellent. You know? Oh, that's yeah. great. Oh, I like that a lot. Um, I know that you were going to put together a special offer for the listeners. Can you, yes. can you tell us about that? Cause this is, this yes. is sometimes my favorite part. Like what's in it for, yeah. what's in it for everybody yes. listening? Yeah. So we have put together 
uh, two special offers. And uh, for those people that want to test their CIGA score, you know, gut immunity on the GI360, mm-hmm. we have a protocol where we look at their gut immune score and provide some consultations around their nutritional protocol, you know, what might be happening in their gut immunity. And the most important offer is that we're again offering 50% off and this time of the new GI360, Mm. which just came out. So this is going to be, uh, you know, the state of the art PCR DNA with 20% more different species added, you know, the filer, you're getting every picture of digestion absorption, every snapshot, you know, and we want to offer this to people at a level where it's really affordable and includes an hour with me to go over all the test results and really get their protocol customized, especially with COVID prevention. So mm. we actually, people want to know what to do to get the vaccine if they have autoimmune disorder. You know, the physicians and I work very carefully. But so anyway, so there's two offers that are going to go up on the site. The website is uh, digestivehealth.center. It's www.digestivehealth, H-E-A-L-T-H, one word, dot C-E-N-T-R. Please have listeners call us within two weeks of the podcast going live at 650-856-3151. Again, this is 650-856-3151. And we, what we're all telling everybody is to take advantage of these offers because we worked so hard. They need to contact us either at the phone number I just gave out or go to digestivehealth.center. There'll be a form for them to fill out there, and we will connect with them and set up the introductory meeting. Excellent, excellent. So if you want, if this is all making sense to you and you're, you're thinking, hey, I, I might have some issues I want to deal with, Maybe I just want to take my performance to to the next level, and I have not I have not really addressed the issues. I've not really thought about my gut health. Uh, Christine and the people at Digestive Health Center, that's digestivehealth.center, uh, have have said, okay, we'll just come over, let us know, and we'll get we'll walk you through the whole thing. I think that I think a lot of people are going to take you up on this because uh, it's the type of they, we did, people just don't know where to start. They can eat kimchi. You know they can um, they can do these things. They can have mung beans and and black rice and purple foods and stuff like that, and that's great. But but having like a really custom solution is is so great. So thank you for put, putting together that offer. Um, so the last question that I have is a fill in the blank question, and this is not one that I've asked you before from our previous uh, previous conversation. So this can be based on anything and everything that you know, and feel free to elaborate as as much or as little as you want. But please fill in the blank. Everyone would benefit from knowing. Ah, okay. So everyone would benefit from knowing that what you're thinking about and how you are living your life in terms of stress profoundly affects your gut microbiome. So it would be actually we test the cortisol level. Some people who come in, you know, they say, I feel super and fantastic. I work 20 hours a day. I feel great. Um, People, from knowing that the profound effect of your thoughts on your gut microbiome, especially how those thoughts raise your stress level or lower it, Mm. and how the stress level, we do the heart math program with people in order to just be able to step back and say, wow, I, I think I'm doing fine, and now I realize 
that, you know, this is affecting my microbiome. So thoughts mm. and stress and cortisol profoundly affect the microbiome and the gut lining. Wow. Wow. Add that to all the other amazing details that we just covered in this episode. Christine Roche, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming back. I can't wait to release this, release this episode. It's, uh, I think it's critical information for people to have. So thank you for joining me today on the Optimal Performance Podcast. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you. Today's episode is also brought to you by Blue Blocks. When people ask me, Sean, what are your favorite, what are like the top two or three bio pieces of biohacking equipment that you use? There are really two in my book. One is X3 bar for building muscle and the other is Blue Blocks for sleep. It has massively, massively helped my sleep. All of us stay awake and look at screens after the sun goes down. And when you're doing that, you're signaling to your brain that it's daytime when it's not. And that's suppressing melatonin, which means that you can't get to sleep. So you don't feel tired until 11, 11.30. And then when you wake up, you're tired because you didn't let your body begin the process of releasing melatonin by blocking blue light. So I wear the Blue Blocks Sleep Plus glasses. They are a game changer. I wear them every single night without fail. I, I guarantee it. They are absolutely incredible. They look cool and they're worth every single penny. So you should go to blueblocks.com and use the code OPP. And when you do, you're going to save 15% off. It's, it's really worth going and checking this thing out. It is the single most effective biohacking equipment that I've ever used in my life. And I know that you're going to be pleased with it. Also, you can do a digital try on where you put your face on the screen and see how the frames look um, through a picture. Insane stuff. Super stoked. Go to blueblocks.com, use the code OPP, and thank me later. This episode is also brought to you by Natural Stacks, the makers of 100% natural open source supplements to help you live optimal. And my most favorite nootropic of all time, and I've tried literally probably 50 or 60 different types of nootropics in pill forms or in potions or rubs or whatever, um, my favorite is still NeuroFuel. And it is the reason is, is because I know that in about 15 or 20 minutes after taking it, it is go time. It is focus time. It's made from a couple of really simple natural ingredients, and it's not habit-forming. It's not like stimulative like caffeine is. It just really works, helps me stay focused. And for uh, busy people like myself, I'm sure people who are listening to this podcast also have a thousand things going, a little mental edge like NeuroFuel is really, really valuable. So Go ahead and go to naturalstacks.com and use the code OPP15 for 15% off and uh, enjoy a little bit of uh, focus, a little bit of memory enhancement, a little bit of mental clarity. Thank you everybody for listening to this episode of the Optimal Performance Podcast. It is my pleasure always to bring these out to you. Um, if you found this episode interesting, if you're still listening now, please subscribe to the podcast and also share this with a friend. Text this to a buddy. Text this to someone who eats poorly or has just been doing antibiotics. This is super valuable information. I know it and, and because I hear it from back from people who listen. Um, so do me a favor and do your friends a favor. Share this episode and uh, I will see you on the internet.